Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> We're back to the Primetime Podcast. And today, we got Mr. William Ledesma, Ooh. George Acosta, William. myself, Marcos Cabral, and our very, uh, I think, first-timer, Mr. Rick, Pretty Ricky Martino. Hunky Dory. <laughs> yes, it's the first time. <laughs> Probably will be the last time. <laughs> Today's going to be the Rick and Bill show. That's the Rick and Bill show. You know, actually, there's a lot of people that don't know about the Rick and Bill show. This is a repeat. So for those that don't know, many, many, oh, many years it ago, it was approximately what? Four years ago? Four years ago, for no, sure. More. more than four? four? Yeah. You think? The Rick and Bill show premiered <laughs> with it, with a with a grasping total of two episodes. <laughs> they never came back. That's I, 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 let me tell you, I, I, actually, was I was a fan. I was a fan, fan of the you show. Were? What happened? Yeah, I was. I, well, I, I didn't want to do it anymore because you know, you know, William was just way too much better looking than I was, and I was feeling very, uh, you know, self conscious, self conscious about it. No, the not. truth was that I wasn't very good at speaking on the mic, and I sounded still like still aren't crap. Next to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't very natural. <laughs> I wasn't but very natural. But he's very, handsome, but he's very handsome, though, isn't he? <laughs> so, man, welcome, dude. Welcome. Well, it's great to you, see you brother. back thank into you. the back in the mix and, and here with us. And you know, we always have a blast with Ricky. Yeah, yeah I, I love. love to be around you guys. You know, even if that's a lie, but it's still, you know. <laughs> Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Go through it. Can we get this going? No, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I love you guys. George. I to be. Listen, look at George. George, man. I just saw you across the, across the table. The, across the way? Yeah. No. And here you are again. I know. I wish I wasn't here with you, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, anyway. The but, I guess, but I guess I'll just deal with it. We're in the mortgage industry. Yes. We're just talking about it. Marcos, we were just was, Marcos about wanted to do a doom and gloom part. I two did not. No, I did not. So what did you have to talk about? No, I like, Marcos. What's well, going on? All my topics were kind of gloom and doom. So let's just scrap all that and let's just keep going. <laughs> Start from nothing. Because uh, we already had that on the last one. So I think we should just make it a little more pep in your step. Well, let's talk about but the positivities that can come out of out of the things. gloom and doom. So Absolutely. Look, I mean, let's for talk those that. that don't know, Rick Martino, he got into this industry 86 years ago, right? When it was created, right? That, that, so, that's 1988. That's 86 years ago. Oh, I got you guys. So 1988. Yeah. So I am sure you have seen your share Mm-hmm. Of the roller coaster ride, right? Absolutely. So when I first no met different. you, you had dark hair. Yeah, and yeah. that was only like two years ago. I, yeah, I've Obamaed. And he's <laughs> only thirty-five. Yeah. You've Obamaed. I've Obamaed. Yeah. You well, know that meme where it's like I've been. I don't know who says that this is stressful. I'm twenty-five and I look great. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, that's, that's where. Right. That's where. That's, that's right. where my hair went. That's, That's right. where my hair went, went in the great direction. All right, so so many years in the business, right? You first yeah. started as a, a, an account executive, right? No, 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 no. Uh, I started in, a, in the subprime business. We didn't even call it subprime. We just call it, uh, you know, BC lending or whatever. Yeah. You know, uh, because even it, in the eighties. Even in the eighties, the the term subprime talk, was talk not a to thing. The the term subprime. Well, I'm trying to look at you. You know, <laughs> no, don't look at me. I don't want you. I really don't want you gazing into my eyes. I don't today, really want to look Rick. at him either. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Hi guys. This is going to be much better. I'm sure. And if I'm blocking him, you know, you're doing good too. Awesome. Awesome. Beautiful. So yeah, we didn't call it subprime. You know, uh, BC lending. BC lending. If that, you know, uh, we, we had to make common sense decisions on loans. You know. There wasn't even a really 
the scoring systems were not really a thing. Right. They, they were there, but we weren't really paying attention too much to that. We were looking at, we were looking at trade lines. We were looking at trade lines, how many they had, how many were good, how many they paid, and whatever. You know? right. Did you have to walk over your 1003 to the, to the local HUD office? There was no such thing as a 1003. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 we didn't we did have a 1003. <laughs> Listen, back then, this is when credit reports used to print on that huge printer. With yes. The, oh, with the, with the, yeah. You remember those with the holes on the sides? Well, the funny thing about the credit reports were they would print on this um, paper that you then had to run and make a copy of it because the credit report would disappear. Whatever ink it was on would kind of like disappear. So you'd have to run and make a copy of it. Right. You know, so that's how prehistoric this stuff is, <laughs> you, you know. Um, the first six years ago. Yeah, the first loan I ever did, the first loan I ever did was 14% interest rate and 10 points. Wow. That's, and that was legal. Right. That was legal back then, you know. None of this, none of this QM stuff. No, that stuff didn't exist. Of course, though, you know, right? Um, but that, that's, that's fairly new. Did. They didn't really care back then. Yeah, that's how I. I mean, most of us when we first got yes. into the industry it was like that. I was right? like in the eights and like eights, nines, six, tens, five points. points, and all that up front. And now but, you see one or two on the rate sheet. And right, exactly. Yeah, but you know, back then we used to have to do everything. You know, generate the generate the deal. You know, uh, collect the payments. If they didn't pay, we had to collect the payments. Right. Service you know, the loan. Wow. We service the loan. Don't do the whole thing. I mean, just oh, wow. go through the whole process. We'd have to go to the houses, take pictures of the house, like, you know, assist. In Somebody the, should have a mortgage stuff, museum. You know, that would be it. Can you imagine? Like, instead yeah. of all this. It would be a picture of Rick. Like like, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, this is what the query report used to look like in 1986. Uh, like a mortgage museum, or, or or when Rick did it, the hammer and the little chisel. Yeah, yes, like the Flintstones, right? Like the fl exactly. There's our first mortgage ever, and then your rate sheets would be like, I guess you would get like it was sheets. There was, no, it there was, was no rate was sheets. It wasn't it books? What was it? There was no rate sheets. It was like this is what it is, and that's that. Because this was a company that was privately owned, so it was an insurance company that owned the mortgage company, you know, and that's how that all started, you know. But I'll tell you what, the most fun I had was being an account executive because I, I did that. When did you do that? When did you start? I did the loan origination for about five years, I guess. You mm -hmm. know, and then after that point, I started um, as an account executive, right, for this company out of Columbus, Ohio, right, and um, and I went through that, and if, if finally I wind up at uh, First Franklin, right, which is a big, I remember big, First big company, right. Yeah. Great company, great company to work for, great people, great everything, organized to the teeth. Um, it was a great company to work for. Uh, but, you know, obviously at that point, as, as now we're talking about 2005, 6, 7, and 8, right, uh, things start changing, you know. Uh, the, the value, the prices of houses are going up, 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 30% immediately, like, right? And, well, they have to come up with lighter programs to qualify people. I mean, we were doing no-doc loans, right? Yeah. You guys have heard of no-doc loans, I'm <laughs> sure. It looks about as, you got about as much documentation on those documents as this, as this uh, table. Pulse loans. It's, it's the pulse it, loans. You know, yeah, but you know. So you got what, it. What made them feel good about doing those type of loans? Well, what made them feel good about those type of Pre loans. Home appreciation. Is, well, no. Uh, was the fact that you had to have an over 700 score. But that's it, you know. And you had high loan-to-values high loan to values and you know and then everybody buying investment properties and all kinds of stuff like that with those types of scores um and when you know stuff started really changing when fannie mae gets involved and they start buying all this paper right. 
you know, right? Saying, oh, you know, that's good. I want to get involved in all that, right? Uh, that's when stuff gets really tricky because now you got fannies involved and things got to be right. Mm. And people don't start. And then all of a sudden people start not paying these mortgages. Boom. So your first Franklin area was what, like pre-08? Yeah. First Franklin, first Franklin, like, yeah. Uh, saying you're account executive area, I guess. Oh, you started in '93. Yeah, '93, like '93. And yeah. to to like what year? To like 2000. 2008. 2008. So yeah, yeah. Like right up to that moment. And you're right up to the moment. Right up One, to that moment. And all this little... time, you managed to keep your hair black, huh? So. And I still do. <laughs> What's your excuse? You no, don't I have any hair. Me and Willie. See, this is this is me a year from now. This is where I'm going to look. You kind of look like Van Gogh with both ears, but not that I could tell. Because, you know, you're covering that. Maybe you don't have any ears at all. No, yeah, they're they're right. They're, I they're, mean, it's it's kind of frightening. Yeah. You know, Bill, Rick Martino, ladies and gentlemen. I, I, I don't even want to talk. I just want to listen. I want right? to take it all in. He take wanted to in. do the he wanted to do the Rick and Bill show, and here he is, young William. Come on, Billy. <laughs> Tell me something. Uh, nothing. Just, um, just remembering the little. Remember the rate? Those little cards, and you would like pull like the, like the down payment and the little thing, and it'll tell you the rate on the side. That's right. Remember the refs used to drop me off all, the little paper all the time. Mm -hmm. I used to love that. It was so simple. Well, I mean, the internet yeah. changed everything. I think the it, internet changed everything. Yeah. yeah, which for the better. You know, when I was at First Franklin, we had uh, underwriting engines. You know. So it was up to me to like go to all these broker offices, you know, and some of those brokers work here in this in our office, you know, right. that uh, that I used to rep for, and we used to introduce the underwriting engine to these brokers, so they would put the information themselves and try to get it, you know, approved, and then they would submit those those packages, right? Which I guess that would be like a encompass for the subprime world, right? right. Um, that was really good because that really blew up. You know all the all the deals that they could bring in. Yeah. You know, so um, but you know, how does that compare to today? You know, we had all this subprime business, high, high, high values on the properties, super fast uh, increase of uh, of uh, rates. Mm, not values. Not, values. Rates, it was yeah. the values. It so was the values. Does it kind of remind high. you of, of like what's going on now? Like obviously the values. Have the values, up yes. A lot. The values, yes. Where is it different? People have more skin in the game now. You know, back then you had individuals buying multiple investment properties, whether they were single family, duplex, triplex, condos, woof, like crazy. You know, based on you know very little income documentation. You know, it was like, what's your credit, and do you have? money in the bank for this down payment and stuff, which is kind of similar, if you will, right, to uh, the investors programs right now. What's the difference, though? The loan to values. What people were putting down was nothing. I mean, nothing. Right, they have more skin in the game now. Basically. Now, yeah. you're talking about 20% down or 25% down <clears throat> or whatever, depending on the situation, on a similar uh, verification type of product, right? Right. Okay, so yeah, we got the super high values, but we got well people for now. Out. You know, you for know, now what? exactly. For now. For, All right. Well, because you are talking about a thirty percent upswing like that. You yeah. know, is that, how how natural is that, Marcos? Yeah. Why don't you tell me? Well, so I mean, I have no idea what you asked. 
Okay, so the reason why I did that is to show you that he doesn't pay attention to me totally whatsoever. I have no idea what you asked Never. Right I said, so, you said 30% I I'll could swing. walk into his office and say, how you doing? And he'll say, good night. You know, it's <laughs> like crazy. Don't pay attention you, to the You word. literally said 30% off swing. Then you said, what do I think? So yeah. I don't know. What, I actually don't know what the question was. Well, so he's, I mean, he's kind of comparing <laughs> the products. I mean, I have noticed that the awesome. DSCR product that we that we've been relying a lot on the it's a the no income verification type of of product which is the most popular product we have have you noticed that with the increase of rates that a lot of the rent schedules that are coming in for appraisals are not necessarily covering the one to one ratio yeah, for yeah, the payment but, that, but that's the argument but the investor still doesn't care because they're relying on the fact that they're going to short term rental the property after closing so you, you know, think that's their underlying short, thought? That's their underlying thought. Like, but, as but, an Airbnb type? But that's yeah, their underlying yeah. thought. But what happens that's the when... Big, that's the most popular... I agree. That's right. the most popular... But what happens when the short-term rental property market suffers because of whatever... There's less vacations in the downward market, whatever be the case. Now you have to rely on a month-to-month or long-term lease and your negative cash flow on those properties but because how, they're not renting as much. That's but a, do you actually think... That people will stop vacationing during a recession. During, during a recession, depends on the market. Like like the whole Orlando Disney thing. I mean, maybe because it's cheap enough nightly rentals, depending on where you're at. But like we we're looking at the log cabin thing situation the other day, where log cabins are gone up huge in values. For example, in Tennessee, because you got the you do the Airbnb there and people go <clears> there. But I don't know. I never I've never seen long term studies for short term rentals on during a recession i would imagine that naturally people vacation less when they're trying to tighten up on on they'll vacation less but they won't stop it completely i think you know because people will still need the escape you're still going to need that mental escape especially when you're if you're kind of going through rough times i think you'll still figure out a way to do it i I don't think that'll completely stop it depends how bad it is for people so typically i see people vacationing like in my airbnbs and i they're what do you call it like blue collar um like blue collar, blue collar. Yeah, they're yeah. blue collar. Uh, people that have been working class income also. pretty much for yeah. the last yeah. 20 years. Like, even if there is a recession, it has to be really bad for their income to really change. It's not like our income, how it goes up and down based on the market. Their income is more steady. I know because I talk to these people a lot and lately more than before. Um, and I don't think, like, especially Disney. Disney's like, hey, I've been saving for the last five years to take my family to Disney. That's a once-in-a-lifetime trip for some people. Mm-hmm. So They'll even, fly in from another country just to go there. For you, it's like so maybe certain week. markets. So like you said, <laughs> once a week. Yeah, I go too often. I go, I go Marcos, has, but Marcos like, has his own Mickey Mouse. You got the log cabins. I think certain that markets, certain markets I think won't, won't Well, Miami's won't popular. Hindered. Miami has a lot of venues and a lot of things that, that will draw naturally yeah. uh, vacations because it'll it'll hold it up. You got Winter Music Conference, you got Winwood, you got a bunch of stuff locally that'll We have hold the weather, it, we have the beaches. That'll I mean, hold the short term. This is supposed to yeah. be a relaxing place for people to come to on vacations. But I, yeah. I guess Georgia's point is like so I, the one I'm building now in, in LJ in Georgia, there's nobody knows that place, right? So if you're looking for something, do you typically go to like um Blue Ridge? Blue Ridge that's Browns. more popular, whatever. Um, and it's packed. You end up in Elegy, which is down the road, right? But let's say there's not packed over there because there's not a lot of demand. How many people are going to end up going to Elegy versus like this year they're end up going? But let's say next year, when whenever there is a recession, how many people are going to end up going to a place that doesn't have a lot of like regular amenities? You know? Right, right. I guess that's where I could see like the the demand going down. 
So uh, certain, yeah, certain areas. It, you know, certain areas will stay popping. Like other others won't. About Pigeon Forge and uh, Pigeon Forge is always gonna be, I mean, a, a top tourist destination because they have for a bunch sure. Of things Gallenberg, I mean, yeah, it's it's very touristy. Orlando as well, Miami. You know, so certain markets I don't think will will, will get hindered by it. But yeah, a big part of see, you know, Airbnb nowadays, a lot of these products are kind of geared towards. They're yeah, calling it they're, they're geared for financing. And they're talking about DSO. Yeah, they're, they're geared for. for that's exactly, it. Exactly. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. They're geared for investors looking to park cash to 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 basically they don't care about the value as long as the rate of return cash flow wise is there, which has obviously kept values up. We've talked about that in the past. Another thing that's that's happening a lot is that it seems like there's a lot of cash still in the market, and a lot of a lot of contracts are being beaten out by cash offers. I learned the other day that there's companies that are partnering up with lenders. Okay, Red Ribbon being one of them. I think we looked at them to a couple. Yeah, lenders that are partnering up with uh, other companies that they'll submit a cash offer on behalf of the lender. So there's a there's a process basically where the lender partners up with these companies. They will have an inspection period. The lender submits their pre-approval, their docs through their portal, and that company will send a cash offer on behalf of the client. And if by the time of closing, the lender is not ready to close, they close cash, they rent the property back out to the borrower wow. for six months, and then they buy that property six months down the line for a 1% or 2% Increase in price. Wow. So uh, you have a lot of these cash smart. offers, which are really. Yeah. And there's a few of these companies already kind of springing out. We're working on ours. Mm -hmm. Red Ribbon is one of them. Uh, uh, we're working on our cash program now. Some have already come out into, I mean, but it's, yeah, it's, it's aggressive. That is very aggressive. So from a listing <laughs> agent perspective, you have, you know, it's really a finance offer, but being presented by the cash. Yeah. They'll close cash if it's not ready. Right. But if you have a first, like if we TBD a file, for example, we TBD an underwriter file. And then you partner up with one of these, they're submitting it as a cash offer, making it much more aggressive for you to accept the offer. And then you have the ability to close on it through financing. And then you got to pay a feedback or something like that. But yeah, I mean, it looks like. I guess like, that's very new, though, like mm -hmm. very uh, like a novel concept. I've never even heard of that. You yeah. know, it is. And if, if I'm a realtor, if I'm a realtor and I get, get that, that, that is a little bit kind of like, what? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Unusual, it's a solid offer, though. But you know? it is incredible. Yeah. It's a so then concept. are you submitting yeah. these offers as a cash offer? Yes. The, so the company wow. is submitting it as a cash offer, right? Or you can even you could even get more aggressive with it and put it on your lender pre-approval and say, you know, we'll close in X amount of days because you know you have the cash offer. That's aggressive. That's super That's aggressive. aggressive. And I know that we're working on our cash program now and with corporate, so... So you know, that, that'll be rolling out soon, and we'll, we'll have another show on that. Waivers. We're talking yeah. about a bunch of things that basically keep pushing these prices up. Like everything, I know the last show was kind of dark, but now these are a bunch of positive things that kind of exactly the market. Well, you must it look looks like it, it's look, yeah, you got to have the positives, yeah. and it looks like you're trying to get ahead of it in another way. So if yeah. it's suffering over here, okay, then let's better it over here, right? So, you know, a little have a little bit of a balance to avoid any huge chaos but look we've been through this before you've been in the business quite a bit you've mm -hmm. seen ups and downs all, all over the place so it's not it's not a foreign no thing that no, happens in the it's, industry it's, it's gonna go up it's gonna go down it's yeah. a roller coaster just ride the just ride the waves and it all works out in the end it really does Absolutely. um there's a lot of gloom and doom right now but like you said if you're suffering over here 
at least we're going to better it here and we're going to figure out a way to keep moving along. Well, that you know? gloom and doom just gives you an opportunity or gives somebody an opportunity to come up with a positive response to these yeah. things, yeah. you know? Like what he just said was an amazing uh, product, you know? Uh, what a very different way to get something done. That was pretty cool, yeah. right? And, of course, everything else that we do here, you know, through these, uh, mic. Oh, sorry, through the bank statement. You forgot there was a microphone. Uh, I'm sure. Th- Did you hear me, guys? I'm we heard you up until you lean back. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it doesn't matter because what I said really doesn't matter. I just <laughs> you know, wrap I, it up I, anyway. And let me, and let me tell you, I'll prove it. Marcos, what did I say? You're wrap it up. I have no idea. You see? With that and with that. I have no idea what you just said. Thank you for having me on your show. <laughs> and with that, we're definitely going to wrap it up. Ricky, hey, does we this appreciate work? you. But yes, it does. Don't you see the light? Yeah. There's a light. Well, there. it says we're still on the on the air. Yeah, we're cutting. We're cutting. Oh, we're I see. We're going to cut it off now. Would you like to touch anything else on the table? We'll have Rick back. Oh, we're still oh, okay, there. okay. <laughs> we're going to shoot again tomorrow just so that uh, we, we got to have him on more often. Oh, I so. thought you were going to shoot again tomorrow so you can have a real guest. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I got it. All right. All, All right, right, guys. With bye. that, we're going to end it. See you on the next one. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man.